Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. Have you ever worked in a restaurant or a coffee shop or maybe retail? And when you started your job, and you might have been in high school, college, whenever, but when you started your job, somebody trained you, they watched you, like say for instance working in a coffee shop, right? They teach you how to make the drinks, they show you where things are, and you might have your trainer watch you a few times and make sure you're doing it all right, and then they they leave you alone. You know, I worked at Chuck E. Cheese in high school, and I was 16 when I started, and we were trained, and we, a bunch of us actually opened um, the location in Point Loma where I grew up, and we went through training, several days of training, learned the ins and outs of things. And then we were set on our way. We were, you know, scheduled shifts. We started actually having guests where we would serve them pizza and host their birthday parties and clean up after them and do all those things. And sure, we had trainers that would kind of walk the floor, you know, audit a little bit, watch us what we were doing. But they, they backed off and they let us do our thing. Once they saw, they're like, all right, you got this. It's all good. Um, you know, or maybe you've worked in a grocery store and you've learned how to bag properly or cashier or any any of these types of jobs, you know, as we see these on a daily basis. People do get trained. They, they are taught how to do something, a certain process, protocol, or procedure. And then they're set on their way. Like, great, now all you, you get to do this on your own. So when I think about the business world, then why are there so many leaders in like corporate environments and business settings that don't leave their teams alone? They don't train them when they hire them and let them go and just trust them, do their jobs to, to go the, you know, take something and run with it, um, delegate things to them, tasks, projects, et cetera. I just don't get it. I mean, if you went to like a Starbucks or anywhere and saw someone constantly following around somebody who was making drinks for other people and that person had been making drinks for five years and knew how to do it all and that person that leader that trainer just sat there and watched him and followed him around constantly all day wouldn't you think that's ridiculous I mean can you imagine the amount of people that would take you'd have to have one one leader for every barista and every Starbucks everywhere You'd have to have two, three, four times the workforce. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. But yet, we kind of do that, don't we, in the business world? When you have leaders that insist on reviewing and seeing every piece of everything that might go up the chain or go out the door or to a client or to a consumer or whatever, it's the same thing. If you think about that analogy and how ridiculous it would be to have somebody in a grocery store Stand by that bagger who's been bagging groceries for, you know, 10, 20 years every single day just to make sure they're doing it. It's the same thing, everybody. So leaders, this is efficiency and hierarchy don't exist. They cannot coexist. 
you, if you're hiring people and you hire the right people, your job as a leader is to train them, to teach them, to coach them, and then let them soar, let them run. And sure, it's okay to walk the floor every so often and, you know, do an audit here and there like, hey, how's it going? And check in, especially if something is a big project or a big campaign or sure, there's lots of visibility and eyes on a lot of things, right? But it's completely different when it's every single thing. You do not trust your people to push out the door or to finish or something without you giving your stamp on it. That means you don't trust your team. And they're going to know that. And they're going to feel that way. And then what you're doing is you're actually teaching them to not have a brain and thoughts of their own, not think differently, not be innovative. Everybody wants you know everyone to have the next big idea. But you're not teaching that. You're not allowing your people to be able to think for themselves. And you're probably paying them a really good paycheck to just do whatever you direct them to do. That's not leadership, nor is that even smart business, because you want to teach people to to think for themselves, to grow. The best ideas come from all levels of the organization. But if you're constantly having to put your stamp on things or well, you didn't do it exactly the way I thought it should be done, then you're never going to get people to think for themselves. And don't wonder why then people want to leave your team or go other places where they do have leaders that say, hey, I've taught you the basics, but yeah, take it to the next level. Come tell me like your ideas. Show me what you got. Here, I'll give you this you know, project. I'll give you this thing, but spark it and let it grow. Put your style on it. Put your stamp on it. That's where they're going to head. And who would blame them? right? I just, I, I'm really concerned because I feel like I've seen a lot of these leaders and especially, you know, in this time of COVID, when you start seeing people get more and more nervous and fearful and anxious about their jobs and more territorial when it comes to, oh gosh, I have to, I have to push my self-worth. And it's like, yeah, but you're having the opposite effect. If you are acting like this, if you are so concerned if you're trying to just take everything and make sure you see everything before anything goes anywhere, there's no speed to market. That is going to slow everything down. And that's not helping. That's not going to make you more worth it in someone else's eyes. If anything, you're not going to accomplish nearly what you can do. Nearly what you can do. And it's going to burn out your, te- burn out your team who's sitting back going, hey, I want to help. I want to I want to help you achieve what we what we need to do together. That's what I came here for. But if you got to stand on everything that I'm doing here right now, well then I'm not even going to bother. Just tell me what to do. I'm just going to stop thinking. All right, let's take a few sips around this. So first sip. Efficiency and hierarchy cannot coexist. Delegate. Trust the people that you have on your team to do the job. You hired them. And be okay if they do it differently. Have an open mind. There's probably something you didn't think about. You can't possibly see everything from every angle or do it all. Second tip, get out of the weeds, especially senior leaders. Get out of the weeds. Leaders cannot always see the forest through the trees. You got to lift up, though, and you got to look at the whole forest and let your team generate the ideas. Let them who are living and breathing the business day by day and who aren't caught up in the politics and some of the messiness that can happen at the more senior levels, they're living it. They know, they probably know a heck of a lot more than you do, frankly, about the business you're in. 
because they're in the trenches, so to speak. So get out of the weeds. Let them go. Give them a lawnmower. Run it. Let them run. And then third tip, you are not superhuman. None of us are, and you can't do it alone. As a leader, lead the people who do the work, not the work itself, and not feel like you have to be so overly directive and put your stamp on everything. Prioritize. What are the things that, yes, you do want to have that seat at the table and talk to them and be more guiding on? And what are the things that you absolutely don't need to? And it can't be everything, and it's not all or nothing. Prioritize. Carve those items out. You know, our job as leaders are not to stand in the spotlight on center stage. Our job as leaders is to stand in the wings and pull the curtain open and shine the spotlight on our people. And that doesn't mean you are any less. And that doesn't mean you are any less needed or the fear of losing your job that, oh, no, now they're going to do this. No, of course not. Because you taught them the choreography and you taught them how to sing and they're out there on stage. And you can be their biggest fan and come and run and give them flowers at the end. People are going to realize that'll be a reflection on your leadership is how well your team is doing and how much they're driving work. Not to mention how much quicker everything's going to be and how much more efficient everything's going to be when you drop the hierarchy back and say, look, I'm okay. I want to be here to support you and let you run forward. That's real leadership. You are not superhuman. None of us are. I would bet a lot that your leader, whoever that may be, I don't care how high they are, is not expecting you to do all the work and you to have all the answers, especially if you're leading a team of people. You need to lead the people who lead the work and recognize that they have, I'm sure, great ideas and thoughts and thinking. And how much better does it feel when someone brings you into the room for your thinking on something and brainstorming on something and ideation. That's exactly how it's going to make the people who are in your charge feel. It's like, oh, I get to be in the room where it happens. A little Hamilton reference for you. But it's true. feels good. It feels energizing. It feels invigorating. And as a result, you'll probably have more innovation, more things to come out of it. You know, just like going back to our coffee shop example, if If you teach somebody the basics of how to make a latte or how to make a certain type of cup of coffee, but then you let them get creative, it goes for any project you give them. Hey, they might just have a whole different design that they could do on the top of that cup. Might add a little different sprinkle of a nutmeg or a little sprinkle of cinnamon just to spice something up. Things that you never thought of. And what, what a better cup of coffee that would absolutely be. Am I right? Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leader Sips on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.